Hey guys, it's Dr. Merritt here with health tips for your commute. I have been putting off this today's podcast for a really long time because it is a little overwhelming. So last podcast was all about nutrition. And so today's podcast, or no, last podcast was all about movement, excuse me, and today's podcast is all about nutrition, um, which if you're human and living in America, um, you, or any first world country, really, you're, you realize that it's probably an overwhelming topic, right? Everyone's got their perspective on what works and what doesn't work. And, uh, there's like the low carbers, there's the low fatters, there's a the little, you know, vegans and the vegetarians and the keto people and the and everything in between right and then there's the counter macro people and blah 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 blah. there's like a million different diets right so like all all of what i say is meant to keep it as simple as possible for you so you can make better decisions for your life right so all of these diets work for somebody at some point and that's how they've gained traction and so I start to think to myself like why do they work for some people and not other people uh, but this is a digression and we will come back to that later okay so let's let's simplify the physiology quintessential like make it boil it down right we humans like any not humans living things at all all, all living things have to do something called metabolism. They take in nutrients and then coordinate those nutrients in order to to live, to like build more tissue and or use it as energy to do things, right? Either Either move or do more metabolism or photosynthesis if you're a plant. And so you, you need you need air, oxygen or whatever, and you need your your food, right? So the things that we take into our mouth and we call food, um, they have basic macronutrients. This is the count your macro people, right? What a macronutrient is, is there's three different levels of macronutrients that we get from our food. Protein, fats, and carbohydrates. So those are what, like I said, what we call macronutrients. Those are things that actually can be used for energy. Now there are things that are necessary to metabolism for humans, meaning are necessary for us to actually take those macronutrients and build our tissues and or use those macronutrients for energy. Those are called micronutrients. Micronutrients are things like vitamins and minerals. Okay, so uh, the different. So a lot of the the big beef I have with the counter macros theory, and maybe I don't understand it well enough, and somebody can educate me, is that you can eat whatever you want as long as you have a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of fat, and a certain amount of carbs. And my main beef with that is that there a carb is not a carb is not a carb is not a carb and a fat is not a fat is not a fat is not a fat and a protein is not a protein is not a protein is not a protein there is a continuum of good to bad like 
things that will work for your body in a very constructive way and things that will not work for your body in a very constructive way and could perhaps even work against your body in a destructive way. So, I'll, but we'll come back to that in a second. There, no, we'll go, we'll, we'll go into that now, right? And so there are such things as, so back in the 80s, uh, there was a, there was a study done um, that, took a bunch of civilizations and they found that like those civilizations that had the highest uh, fat consumption had the highest cardiovascular disease and so they deduced that or indu induced that <laughs> that meant that we should stop eating fat right and that's where the whole fat free craze of the 80s came from and everyone did low fat low fat low fat low fat low fat fast forward 30 years and everyone has diabetes right <laughs> because we took all of one classification of micronutrient macronutrient out of our diet and uploaded another one i.e carbohydrates right and so we uploaded our systems with so much carbohydrates that our bodies didn't have the capacity to actually deal with the excess carbohydrate right so we ended up developing diabetes. There's there's other components to that. That's not as cut and dry as I, I like to say it is or have just said it was, but that's because I'm trying to oversimplify things. Um, the fat, so now let's go, in, go into fat. So now we've like done a complete 180 and then now the whole keto craze is starting. And so we first demonized carb fats and now we're turning around and demonizing carbohydrates. And I, it's my uh, projection, it's my guess, <laughs> educated guess, that in like 20 years we're going to find out how, how bad having a, an absolute low carbohydrate diet is. Um, the reason I think of that is because of things like micronutrients. I'm sitting here having my... Uh, morning juice, which I don't have every day because I do have blood sugar regulation issues because of my genetics. Um, and so therefore my juices contain no fruit at all, <laughs> which it can make it very zesty <laughs> at times. So uh, this morning I have ginger, lemon, well, I guess lemons are considered a fruit, but it's a very low sugar fruit um, and with super high antioxidants and vitamin C. Uh, so I have ginger, lemon, celery, and carrots. That's what makes mine sweet. Um, but I, I, I choose to do that because of the carbohydrates. Um, because of, no, the beta carotene, not the carbohydrates. <laughs> I'm going to um, <clears throat> but there's, like I said, I have, I have the ginger because the antioxidant capacity, right? And the, uh, lemons because of the vitamin C and the, carrots because of the beta carotene and uh, the celery because of its um, capacity to move your liver, start simulating your, your liver flow and detoxification processes. <clears throat> so each thing has its component and none of it is for calories. None of it's going to actually produce energy. So like I said, metabolism, the responsibility of your metabolism is to create uh, take in the substance and change it for the functioning of that organism, right? And so 
one of those components is energy. And so this is where the macronutrients come in. Those are the valuable things that will actually create energy. <clears throat> but the other component of metabolism is just coordinating function, just existing, taking that, those energy, those molecules that your body can use as energy and actually taking it from the food form to the energy form. Like that actually takes cofactors like minerals and vitamins and so this is this is why you this this is why vegetables become so important because they are rich in these substances um and you cannot ignore them <laughs> you're gonna have a healthy diet and some and there there's a concept of um bioconcentration so like if you have like a healthy animal that eats lots of vegetables those micronutrients will um concentrate into their tissues and become very nutrient rich when you eat that animal product the, f the thing to remember and this is true and this is why keto people don't die um the thing you have to remember that is you have to have if you're going to do that and rely on your nutrients to come from that source you must have very high quality animal product and not only the muscle because the muscle only has certain nutrient density you must have all the cartilage and the liver and the heart and the spleen and the intestines and all the connective tissue because all those things accumulate different minerals that you need to make all of those tissues in your body right <laughs> and so if you're going to rely on animal products for your your micronutrients you need to be having more of the animal and you need to be having very high quality healthy animals okay so those are that's the thing that i implore you to to think about there uh if you choose to have it from vegan sources and the, oh, hold on let me back up just a little bit and that's this is why i think there there's been a lot of studies uh, the vegan trend has come, I don't know if I'm going to call it a trend. It might just be like a way of life some here, sometime here in the future because it's very environmentally friendly. So I'm all about, you know, saving the earth um, because creating it because of like uh, <coughs> the way the food chain works, the, in order to create uh, meat, it takes because of this concept of like bioaccumulation or bioconcentration bio, bio and I always forget like which one's which so I'll have to I'll look it up for you guys and probably clarify it in a subsequent episode but uh this concept that the the animal eats the vegetables and accumulates more minerals but it has to eat a lot of vegetables to accumulate its source of mineral density like it its level of concentration of minerals and then another animal eats that animal and a bunch of other animals and then the that top higher animal on the food chain will concentrate even more nutrients because not only did it have <coughs> the animal but it had all the food all the good vegetables that that animal ate Okay, and so so as as you go higher and higher on the food chain, then you accumulate more and more nutrients. Well, in order to get the things that we eat, because we eat large animals a lot of the time, it 
you have to have a lot of vegetables, a lot of resources go in to make that one animal that we in turn eat. And so it's very, it's very draining on ecology, right? How, so, but, but then you, but then you have to eat less of it, right? Because there, you get all your minerals from like a three ounce piece of meat, as opposed to like 10 pounds of vegetables. <laughs> um, that being said, you have to have the high quality meat and that those animals need to be having high quality vegetables in order for that like magnification process to happen properly. Um, or you could just have a bunch of vegetables and, and it, because it's very hard to get that many vegetables into a human, <laughs> uh, this is where juicing becomes valuable. Um, and why I don't believe humans were made to be vegans <laughs> because uh, it, it's hard to get the amount of nutrients we need, minerals we need on a vegan diet. And so when you bioconcentrate minerals into an animal and then eat the animal, then it's like our stomachs actually have the capacity to take in and metabolize those minerals now. <clears throat> or if you choose to be a vegan for environmental purposes or for um, humanitarian purposes. <laughs> I do understand the concept of not wanting to like kill Fido, <laughs> right? Um, there's an emotional detachment between breathing human things or breathing animal things with eyes, you know? And we're, we're, our brains were developed that way for a reason and it's very valuable to us anyways. Um, so if you choose to go that route, that juicing becomes really, really important because you have to have a massive amount of food. You have to have, a, if you're a vegan, you have to have a massive amount of food to survive and be healthy. Um, <clears throat> and so juicing becomes really important so you can bioconcentrate or so you can concentrate all those minerals that you need to obtain from your food. And Yeah, and I guess I guess this ended up being a really short episode. I knew it was either going to be like really short or really really long because if you get into all the nitty gritty and then like break out into each section, it this this could go on for years, right? Because you talk about everything under the sun, or you could just kind of do a broad overview of all the different concepts, which I have done in this episode, which is what I intended to do in these episodes, these intro episodes. And so we can break, do the little breakouts later of all the certain subsets. And so if anything that you, I said in this episode, piques your interest and you want to know more about it, please send me a request to do a specific episode on the thing that piques your interest so that I can uh, do a breakout podcast on it and maybe even bring on an expert in the field uh, that we can talk to and find out their a different perspective because I, I not only uh, I have very powerful opinions as you will begin to understand <laughs> but not only that I'm open to new perspectives because I am not as arrogant to say that I know everything I I know enough to know I don't know much and I would like to learn more always I'm always continuing my quest to learn more um, so so when we talk about nutrition, let's boil it down to simple concepts, right? <clears throat> you need to have vegetables. Like you need to have vegetables. And if you're not having vegetables, you have to have a super good quality source of meat and eat the entire animal. 
to the best of your capacity. It's really hard to chew bones, but you need to not on the bones. <laughs> so, um, that being said, vegetables are still important for like other reasons, but we're not going to get into that. So you, you need to be, so in order to get enough nutrients, like micronutrients, you need to be having super high quality sources of food and or a lot of vegetables. Um, and then obviously you need to have a certain amount of energy to carry on your daily activities. And you can do that in various ways. Humans have developed a huge capacity, huge adaptability when it comes to our, um, what we can do to our bodies and still survive, right? <laughs> it's, it's very much in the favor of um, evolution, right? Or survivability, right? So we can, ha we can have a lot more protein or we can have a lot more carbs or we can have a lot more fats and we can make most of those components into the other components. So um, with the exception of something called essential proteins, well, there's essential fatty acids too. So there's, there, there are fats and proteins that our bodies can't make and we have to get from our diet. So you cannot eliminate fats or proteins, certain types of fats and certain types of proteins from your diet and still be healthy. And that's also another reason why keto is better than a low fat diet. Just for the record, I understand the evolution there, but I'm still of the camp that when you demonize an entire macronutrient class, we're, we're going to have some problems. Um, because a lot of the micronutrients that we get are usually from carbohydrate sources. Hence, when what I mean by that is vegetables and fruit too, but vegetables, which also come with carbohydrates. But it, again, if you choose to have the animal, sure, you can go that route, but there, there, there are reasons why you wouldn't want to go that route. Okay. So let's, let's, so let's boil it down again. So the big, big things is you have to have enough calories. Now calories are a me measure of energy. So you have to have enough calories to support survival and not too much of an excess because if you have too much of an excess then your body's just going to store it as fat for later so it can live when there's a famine but like i said earlier there's another component to metabolism it's not that's why the calories in calories out model is debunked and stupid <laughs> because your body is not a ledger it is a as jj virgin said this is your body's not a so essentially I, he, she used a different word but she essentially she said your body's not a ledger or a tally system it's a chemistry lab which is true if if you think about it the chemistry lab is also a ledger it just has a lot more variables right and that's that is what your body is right so if you're only taking into account calories in and calories out that's not even close to enough you're not even evaluating enough variables to actually get the full picture so it's not it's not so you have the energy component of your metabolism and then you have the micronutrient component of your metabolism that allows your body to carry out the certain processes so and in order to do those you need a lot of a very micronutrient dense diet okay and then you get micronutrients from high quality meat products and vegetables and 
those are your powerhouse sources. Obviously, there's there's people who eat McDonald's for 20 years and they're still alive, so you can get them from less high-quality sources. They're just not to the same extent. <laughs> and they're also chock full of things that we'll be covering in the next podcast, which can actually, which, um, which is like the recovery <laughs> podcast because those 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 sub those food like substances contain a lot of things that actually work against human metabolism that are that tax the system and make it less not only less efficient to actually do the processes but actually your body has to detox out some of the chemicals that are in that making giving your body less time to actually work on building up tissue and making it stronger and making your body better. So basically it's just trying not to die for some of the day as opposed to helping you live better. <laughs> and so when you have those kind of things, you actually like take a little bit of life out of you. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're at our 20 minute mark uh, that I've rambled on. I thought it was going to be done five minutes ago. Okay, so that's those are the things you, you need to think about. Have Make sure you're having the appropriate amount of calories for your energy expenditure and that uh, you are having very nutrient-dense food. And th that's the how simple is that, right? Uh, and then we'll break out and give you some uh, tools on how to make that happen in your everyday life in future episodes. So stay tuned. And I hope you have a wonderful day or at work or a wonderful evening with your family. All right, take care. I'll see you next time.